And we're here on the KNM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com, talking Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. This is not going to be – for a team that won a Monday night game, this is not going to be a nice podcast because I am very upset about a few things right off the bat. And I hope that after the show is over that the audience does not um, abdicate and run away because uh, there's a few things I got to get out, out of my chest. So this is sort of this is your weekly rant. Is that what we're doing now? Well, this is going to be the mid-season rant. This is going to be the the, we rant. finished eight games. We really, there's a there's a half left. I guess what we say a quarter left before you really have the true mid-season since it's a 17 game season now. Thanks to the brainiacs at NFL, uh, the NFL offices down there that made an odd schedule just to get more money instead of doing even games. But that's another story for another day, right, Mike? Well, what else would they play the games for? Well, if you're going to play, play 18 or 16. 17 is just it's stupid. But that, like I said, you're going to go, get me going down this rabbit hole, and I'm just not coming out. Anyway, I just got a few things to say. Go ahead. We'll I'm, talk I'm about the Lions' victory versus Oakland in a minute, and we'll talk about the midseason progress and lack of progress, and we'll talk about the trade deadline. We'll talk about all that in a minute. But the trade deadline was yesterday. And the hand-wringing of people in this town over what Brad Holmes did or didn't do is amazing for a team that's six and two. Am I, I mean, if you were one and seven and some things happened at the trade deadline that you didn't like, okay, fine, voice your opinion. But for a team that's six and two, leading the division, to have the kind of vitriol thrown at the Lions for not doing what they wanted to do yesterday is Total idiotic people. You haven't had a winning team. You don't know how to act when a team is winning. Calm the F down. Number well, two. I, let, I, me, I, let me get both of them out so I can get real. Number two. Number two. There is a podcast that we do here, and I try to be professional when I do these podcasts, and I try to give you information. <laughs> I know it's funny. I know it's funny. I, nice try, try. I said try. I try, nice to, try. I try to give you information that is true information. Right. Not, you know, Text. internet yeah. information and, and yeah. rumor. People were really upset yesterday that the Lions didn't trade for Max Crosby. Like he was ever on the block. This is my whole point. Some <laughs> idiot on some website somewhere said Max Crosby's available. And all of a sudden, I heard people say, well, they didn't go and get Max Crosby. I give up a first rounder for him. I bet you would. I bet 30 other, 31 other teams would give up a first rounder for him, too. You weren't getting him. He's not on the block. He's one of the five best defensive ends in the football. And why do you think they're just going to get rid of him? I mean, come and from on. Central, and, from, and from Central Michigan, no doubt. Eastern on, Michigan, baby. Eastern Michigan. Easter. Get it right. Even closer. But I'm Even just closer. saying, Michael, you don't be. You know what this reminds me of? I mean, you've been around a while with me. I've been around a remember, while. With remember you. the Shaq's going to get traded for Lindsey Hunter and Terry Mills? Remember how everybody would say that the, the phone callers would call the radio stations? Well, I'd give up uh, Lindsey Hunter and uh, Terry Mills for Shaq. Yeah, I bet you would. Would the Lakers give up that much for I mean, come on, people. Well, just a minute, though. The Lakers got him in a trade, and, and he played for like five, six, seven teams, so it's not. No, they got him in yeah. a free agency. They got him in okay, a free agency. Okay, no, I know. But, but, but nobody's trading that, Shaq, Terry Mills and Lizzie Hunter for Shaq except in these call-in shows. And this is exactly what's going on now with the NFL. It's become a fantasy football league and a and an internet rumor league. And just like – 
Jamar Gibbs was the most worthless first-round pick in history until Monday night because you got some fantasy points off of him. Can we stop this, please? Can we actually <laughs> talk about football and not the games and the Internet and the this and that? Can we actually talk about what's going on on the field? Hey, Kenny, can we start talking about what's going on on the field? I'm sorry. I had to get that out, man, because the last few hours All listening right. to people whine about. Now, look, I w- I wanted them to go get a defensive end, too. I thought that would help the team out. And Chase Young and Sweat went for picks and, you know, um, I was all for it if they wanted to do it. But in the long run, Ken Brown wants something don't mean what Brad Holmes wants. And when they come to find out what went right or wrong, they're not coming to Ken Brown. They're coming to Brad Holmes. So if he doesn't want to do it, then I respect that. I think this too, Kenny. I think sometimes, and, and, and look, I don't, I don't know if you, get, if you get a grace period at all ever in, in, in pro sports, but I think what, what the Detroit Lions have accomplished with Brad Holmes at, 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 as the general manager and, and Campbell as the, as the head coach and his staff, I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt on, on most things, if not everything. And look, they took over a team that started out with, what was it, 0-8? Was that what they started out at, 0-8? They were like 1-9, and... yeah, yeah, 0-9, 0-9. 0-9, yeah, 0-9. 0-9, yeah. Look, look where they are now. Yeah. How... how how, how stupid can they be? In a short period they of time. They're not. Yeah, right. In a, in a short, short period, period of time. time. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about you're talking about basically eleven months. Right. Look what they did from from zero and nine to where they are now. Right. Eleven months. Right. And he said when he got the job, I want to build a long term successful team. I just don't want to put everything in the chips to get a you know a playoff berth and then go back to mediocrity. He said that when he got here. Yeah, but Kenny, and there is another side to it too, and, and and this is the side I agree with. Things have changed with the Detroit Lions. They changed dramatically. The caliber of the team, the players, all of that, the, the fan interest, the, the national interest, international interest, and the Detroit Lions. Things have changed dramatically. Quicker, externally, faster. Externally, they've changed. I don't no, think they've the, changed the, internally. The team is no. The team is better. It's that yeah. much better. And with that, with that improvement comes expectations because now. You can see something realistically that you haven't been able to see in a long time. But those are and that's, external. And that's, and that's, and that's, you're and you're talking external, though, Mike. You can right, see and, things and, externally. I'm sure the vision they have is the same as it was last year and earlier this year. I don't think they've, they're seeing something different now, even though but, the team but, is maybe ahead of schedule. The team is ahead of schedule. And look, these are people who are buying you know, buying tickets, buying, uh, buying jerseys, buying all this stuff that when a, when a team takes off, Look what happens. Look at look at that, that stadium Monday night for that, that that game. That place was packed. The fans were rocking. It was a ball being there. It really was. And, that, and, and that's, that's the that's, product that's, they and, promised. And with that, and with that, we didn't promise it was going to be there in two and a half two and a half years. I'm just I'll saying that. that's the product they promised. They gave you what okay. you wanted. Now let them cook. You know, like I say, they brought you the meal. Let them prepare it. It, it, very simply, it doesn't work that way. It's the way no, it is. I know it's the way it is, Mike, but I'm just saying, calm the F down sometime. That's all I'm saying. Everything will work out. As per- now, I'm going to tell you what I think happened, and we'll get into the trade they did make. They actually made a trade, but it seems like nobody wants to talk about that because it wasn't who they got. It wasn't the person they got. I think he might have been in on those trades, but I got, there's two things I think he, that he went into. I'm not going to give up the, a third or a second-round pick for somebody who's going to leave at the end of the season. It's not worth it. 
And I think he knew what the price expectations for those guys were to stay beyond this season. And I think he didn't want to pay it. And I don't blame him. I'm not giving a second or third round pick for a guy that's going to leave after eight games. That's stupid. No, unless there's some way to recoup it in, as, uh, as, as a, comp, a comp pick. And I yeah, don't but know you're if, recouping that a year from now. You're not recouping it in right. the next draft. You're recouping that in two drafts from now. That's right. not helping you. And, 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 and number two, how much help over what you think you have do you value at actually people who evaluate these players? All right. And he kind of said that yesterday. He said, you see names out there, but when you get down and look at them, they're not the names you think they are. And I think that was what he was saying. He was saying they may have big names, but the film isn't showing big play. I think that was no, I, what he kind of was alluding to. It very well could have been without without naming any names, of right, course. Right. Of course. Look, I think, and I think predominantly we're talking about Chase Young in this. If that's, I think, if if you were to poll the players out there, or not the players, but the fans, media, whatever out there, who they who they wanted if he was available, I think it would be Chase Young. Now maybe it was Sweat. Maybe it was some cornerback that we haven't heard of, but I think it would be Chase Young. Yeah, and uh, like I and said, he's, and, and he's had and he's had a nice start to his career. He had seven and a half sacks as a rookie, uh, then got injured the second year, and it hasn't been quite the same players. But so far, lucky, and he's bouncing back now. In seven games he's played, he's got five sacks. Now, are we measuring everything based on sack total? Probably because it's things that's tangible. You can look at it, you can add it up, and all that. And he's he's starting to be the player I think that they thought they got when they drafted well, then Mike, him. Well, Mike, why did they get him. rid of him? And, he's, and, and then he's with another team. Then why did they get rid of him? See, the reports that, came out hold, last hold night. Wait a minute, let me right. tell you. Reports came out last night afterward by anonymous sources again. So I'm I'm being guilty of what I'm saying, but I'm going to give you the anonymous sources that they that I read about. They were saying he's doing a lot to get stats, but he's not playing to the scheme and he's freelancing. And he was, right. he's been known even from Ohio state to be a, said, a different type of guy. They said that when he was a rookie too, right? Yeah. A that's different true. type of guy. I'm sure that's valid. And that's not going to fly here. If it's, if it's, but if his meandering ends up at the quarterback, that's not such a bad thing. It's not a bad thing you get to the quarterback, but if the seven plays that he doesn't get to the quarterback, he's giving up seven, you know, big plays because he's meandering to the quarterback, then it is a bad thing. The one sack is not worth seven bad plays. Well, we don't know that it's no, we don't. I'm just I'm just saying if that's the reason. But anyway, he didn't make the deal. The guys made you a good team, a team that's worth going to see. Give him benefit Absolutely. of the doubt. So that's all I'm gonna say about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. I, I, I look, and I don't I don't disagree with you on that. I'm, what I'm saying is though, there is another side to this, and look at it through the fan side of it. It's a different thing because they can see, but they don't know all the details and all that, and they're not supposed to. They're supposed to be the fan and enjoy it and rant when they want to and cheer when they want to and all that. But what they can see now is something that's within their grasp, and that is getting to the Super Bowl. And they, they would. Ten trades to get to the Super Bowl, and that's another thing too. I, me, 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 and you are different on that. I don't think Super Bowls when they're grass this year. I just don't. And for I a said couple they of see reasons, it. I, look, I said they see that. Yeah, it's, no, it's but, but this grass. is what I'm saying. You're not looking realistically. You're when not, you got the second, when you got the second or third best one loss record in the league, it certainly is there. Okay, yes, let me backtrack, Mike. Let me backtrack for you. How do you know it is? Hold on, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. Let me. I know the backtrack for you. Remember a year the Lions were 5-1 and one, going in, the Rams came in, 
the undefeated Rams, or they were they were to say they were five and one two, or they were one game ahead of the Lions. Game comes down, looks like the Rams are gonna win the game. Um, Jermaine Croyle catches like a forty yard bomb, and they end up beating the Rams at at the Silverdome. Yeah, sure, they tied the Rams that. for the best yeah. record in the league. Oh my God, they're, 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 this is the this is it. They're, they're, this they're, they're one of the best teams in the league, and blah blah blah. They reverted to normal the second half. I think that was the year they barely made the playoffs at 8-8. Didn't they play Washington no, that year? what happened was, you, you, I hate to say this, but you've got this scramble, but they were 6-3 they were six and three after nine games and, the, and, and, and had a, a, really an insurmountable lead to win the NFC North. Fell apart completely, went 1-6 one and, one and six in the last seven games and missed the playoffs. The, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers won the NFC North with a one-loss tied record of 9 I'm sorry, eight, seven, and one, and they won it on the last uh, uh, last couple of minutes in Chicago in the last game of the season. But oh. they went; they won yeah. one more game after that six and three start. It, things happen. I think you got the year mixed. I think that was the Marinelli year where they won. I don't know. That was the Marinelli year. This year was the. No, uh, no it was not. It was not. It was nineteen. It was nine. It was nine. It was twenty thirteen. Right. That's the mayor. Well, that, the year no, I'm talking was, about was no. in the, the year I'm talking about it was, was the year no. after Barry retired. No. The year after Barry retired was the one where they played the Rams and Crowell caught that ball. Yeah, they both teams were six. No, they was they were both six and two. You're right. They were both six and two at the break. Right. And they had that was tied for the best record in the league. That was a different year you're talking about. And that year they didn't make the playoffs, and the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl. Right, yeah, correct. Right, but I'm just saying how things change over the first half to the second half. That's all I'm making point of, and you can get your years and all that later, but I'm just letting you know that's what happened. But anyway. That was 1999, So just let the games play. I tell you this every year, people. Enjoy each week, and then at the end, you add them up, and you have either had an enjoyable season or you had a disappointing season or mm-hmm. uh, it was e- medium. Just you jumping ahead too much. Just We're taking this week to week. We just played the Raiders. Halftime, halftime of the of the uh, year, we're six and two. That's where you need to know right now. That's all I'm saying. But part of the fun, Kenny, I'm going to say this again: is being the general manager, being the head coach, being the offensive coordinator, especially there because everybody can call plays better than the guy who's doing it. All right, well, you have fun on your time. No doubt about it. You have that. fun on your time. That's the people out there. This is my time and our time. This is a, a group gathering time here. We we are all realists here on the K and M podcast. All right. Well, you know what's real right now? You got me all worked up. I was wandering around here. I took my glasses off, and now I can't find them. Well, you don't need them because we're just talking. <laughs> now, they did make a deal, and I don't want to get too deep into why they made this deal or whatever. I'm just happy they made it, and they brought Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cass Tech High, University of Michigan player, back to town. Um, big receiver, 6'2", 208. Good receiver. He – he was All-American in high school. He's one of the best players in the country. Had a decent career at Michigan. Not anything great. He stayed three years, and then he left. Um, had a great year, a very good year last year in Cleveland. He caught 800 yards uh, in passes, 60-something passes, 800 yards. He had a good career. This year, he had, I think he only got like nine catches or whatever with the Cleveland turmoil going on. Maybe he, he didn't uh, have a, the masseuse's number for Watson or whatever. Maybe he's not, you know, Maybe that's why Watson's not throwing him the ball. Whatever the reason. I think it's a good pickup because, to me, he takes Marvin Jones's place, and he's another big receiver that you can put him down in the red zone where the Lions have had trouble to me this year, you know, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So I, I think it's a good pickup. 
Well, his his statistics are available if you want to take the time to look them up. And look, he's played played seven games this year, five starts, sixteen targets, and eight catches. But last year, last season, ninety six targets, sixty one catches. Really had really had a nice year. Something happened. I found I called uh, Tony Grossi, one of our old friends, works in in Cleveland and covering the covering Cleveland for almost as long as I've been covering the Detroit Lions. And he said he just fell out of favor this year. And that's that that was that was all of it. He fell out of favor. So why and, and what happened? Things like that happen to players. It happens all the time. Some guys rise up, some guys go down, but that, that's that's the way it is. He just like you said, he said he fell out of favor. Yeah, and like I said, he he comes here. He'll, he'll, I'm, I'm not you know I'm, he's not I'm Jerry Rice or anything coming here. I just I think he'll contribute, and I think he'll help win some games here because you're going to need big receivers, and there's going to be injuries in the second half. And it just, to me, Antoine Green, that kind of puts him back on the inactive list every week because I don't think he's really ready yet. And that's you got a re- ready big receiver that you can put in the game. I, I like the move. No, I don't dislike it. I'll wait and see if it works. You know, the, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if the odds are for it, against it, or what, but just look, they've got guys on the, on the roster right now who were never drafted and have done well in the National Football League. So it's, it's part of it. Now, I am upset by this Bob Quinn because I thought he should have been drafted by the Lions instead of Quintez Cephas. They came out in the same draft. Quintez win the fifth round and DPJ win in the sixth. And I thought he was a better player than Quintez Cephas in the Big Ten at Michigan at high school. I thought he was a better player than Cephas. And I, I, I this is another Bob Quinn special to me. He should have been are with you, the Lions in the first place. Are you friends with anybody, this kid that went from, from – uh, yeah, everybody knows. I said all the time. I said it on the air yesterday on uh, Mitch Albums. So I said that um, me and his mother graduated oh. high school. Uh, so you have a vested so, interest. Okay, no, well, but, let's just move and on. he went to cast. <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all, the cast. Uh, he went to cast Tech. So you know. But I'm just look. I'm I'm a realist on these on these guys. A guy with the physical size, speed packages that played at big universities and had produced. I think they make good players in the pros, and he he checked all three boxes. Even though he went in the sixth round, I thought he should have stayed his senior year because he would have went higher, but he didn't. But Quintez Cephas never showed me anything. Never. He didn't show me anything really in Wisconsin, even though Jeff Okuda claimed okay. he was the best receiver ever he faced, and now I see why. But, you know, at le- and I'll tell you what thing. Okay. At least DPJ ain't gambling Karen. on the NFL. Karen. Karen, Cephas isn't on the roster anymore. Can we move on? Oh. I'm just I just got a Thank text you. from um Thank you. I got a text from uh, his mother as we're speaking right now because I was trying to get him for the show. Very good. Hold on, let me find out what's going on. Okay. Just got that. All right, here we go. Right, thank you. Thank you. Here we go. I was look, I'm up on the game, brother. I'm up on game. Um so we entered the first half. Let's talk about a little about the game the other night. Um Thank you. Well, it's like, you know, we this Wednesday now, so that's why I, usually we do this podcast on Monday after the game for the recap, but when it's two days later, the game's been rehashed over and over again. We all saw what happened. So I like to just do a synopsis of the game. I don't want to get too deep into the game plays and stuff because it's two days old now and everybody's moved on. So well, and sure, and, there's, and there are things to look look forward to, too, even when they come back from their uh, break on the bye. Right. But one thing I do want to say is, I thought the Lions didn't play a great game Monday night. I thought they were sloppy to some extent. There were great performances by some players. But overall, you're not going to beat a good team turning the ball over three times. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. And I thought they were real loose with that ball. And I really thought Ben Johnson called one of his worst games. 
I, I mean, second and you're the in the in, in the inside the ten yard line, second and one, and you're trying to do reverse pass flea flicker passes. I'm like, come on, man, you're just trying to be a little too cute here. Let's get the first, let's get the touchdown. When they're up nine nothing, when they squandered three drives, I was like, oh, that's a good team. You cannot do that. Those were my well, concerns. They, I think the Detroit Lions under, could look at the jerseys and understand who they were playing against. But look, they they had four hundred and eighty-seven yards, and 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 the Raiders had one hundred and fifty-seven, something like that. Look, that was a thorough butt whipping. It really was. They just didn't they they didn't maximize the opportunities. They got what they needed. They got what they wanted. A win. And now they're on their break. They'll come back and start the and start uh, start the run for the playoffs all over again. Yeah, I hear you. But you got to admit, though, if they play a good team, they got to sharpen it up. Now, of defensively, course. I thought they played a good game, but I'm I don't know if it was great defense, bad offense on the Raiders' part, or was it a combination of both? Where the Lions just dominant when you play a team that was was terrible offensively like the Raiders were, I just don't know. And I'm going to tell you right now, evidently somebody else was upset about the game too because they fired the coach right after the game. Uh, I feel bad for Josh McDaniels and, and his coaching staff because Monday night the Lions kind of got him fired. Well, that's the second time he's been fired, though. He got fired as head coach of the Denver Broncos too, halfway through his second year. That different circumstances on that one, though. Yeah, but I, I, I look. I'm not dogging guys. I'm happy they get these jobs, whatever. But I, I just never saw anything out of him the first time to warrant the second chance. I, did you see any greatness in his coaching? Uh, no, I mean as a play caller for the uh, as a play caller for the Patriots, yeah, he was terrific. Yeah, but even his play I mean, calling in Denver wasn't that great, and I didn't see his play well, calling for follow, the Raiders being that great. Well, I didn't follow the follow the uh, yeah. Denver's closely as you did. But um so he got fired. Lions move on six and two. It's the bye week. You trade deadlines gone. So give me your first half impressions, Mike, of the Lions and I'll give you mine. Well first half impressions I thought uh, to me it's it's the most remarkable uh, most most remarkable aspect of the first uh, first eight games is the amount of plays, the good plays they got out of their draft picks. It's, if, if you can get one or two of them to pop, you're doing good. They had five. And that's, that, to me, that's, that's absolutely amazing. It's a credit to the, you know, to the uh, staff and the players that they, you know, that they drafted, the players that they selected, and then for the coaching staff that developed them. It's, it's, you just, you don't get that kind of production every, every year. That was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Well, for now, you okay. know that's that, that's that's what that's what strikes me the most. My first half impressions are the tone was set with the first game of the season, Kansas City. If they would have lost, if they got blown out by the Chiefs that night, I don't think they're six and two right now. I just think that football well, is a been game. Five and three, yeah. No, I think football. No, it wouldn't be five and three either. Let me finish. I don't think football is a game of momentum a game of confidence, a game of whatever. And I think that Kansas City win propelled them to where they are now. I just think that a good start against a real good team in national TV, and that just, start, that just started your season. And I think that's, that's going to propel them the rest of the year. I just think they, they now realize how good they can be. They're young. They're frisky. They're, you know, they, they're prideful. They, 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 they're, they're, they're rambunctious. So there's going to be mistakes and things along the way as they learn how they can win. 
you know, different ways they can win. But I just I like this team. It reminds me of the young Pistons right before they went to the title, early the late seventy, late eighties, when Terry Tyler and those guys were there. You could see it building. Then they became the Raiders of the NBA, and then they went to a championship. I think that's where the Pistons are now. They're this young team that's learning who they are, and they're ready to give hell to the league. You know, the next few years, I just see that. No, I think really, I think they're the team in the NFC North for sure. They're gonna, they're gonna rule that for for you know for a while. It's not just not a one. To me, it's not it's not an eight game aberration. It's not one one season. I think they're going to be good for a while. Look, they're, they're building this team with young players, and you know, look, they're going to get older. They're going to look some of the guys. Some are going to leave on free agency and all of that. But but this this is a, a team that's being built to be good for a while. Yeah, but they got to be careful because I thought the Lions in the '90s were going to be the team that would be you know winning division every year, like after they won the division that year, '93 or whatever. And what happened? Green Bay comes up. Lions trade, uh, you know, they bring Pat Swilling in, which they had Willie Rove there waiting for him, and they didn't do. And next thing you know, you traded an older player for a younger player that would have been a franchise player for you for 10 years, and then things fell apart. There was some deaths and weird stuff happening. So, And remember, Dennis Green was just coming in. The division was changing over. Everybody thought, okay, this is the Lions' run. It just never happened. That's why you you got to be careful and be true to who you are because things change fast. Now, it looks like the division's terrible right now, but what happens if, you know, Minnesota gets a number one pick or Chicago gets a number one pick and they bring in a quarterback and they got $80 million to spend? They, things happen. So you just got to do what you do and don't worry about the rest of the division. But one thing in that period of time, you're talking from 1991 when they won the NFC, whatever they called it then, the NFC North and, and got Central. to the, the Central Championship. They won. They made the playoffs six or seven times. I forget which it was. So they were. Those were good teams with tremendous players. I mean, I'm talking about all pros, Pro Bowl players, potential Hall of Famers. That was a. That was really, really a team that was loaded with, with talent. But it was different then. It was because of free agency hadn't come in until until 1993, and the salary cap didn't come in until '94. So you're operating under different circumstances where you could hang on to the players longer. Yeah, but like I said, they never owned a division, though, Mike. They never won that division two years in a row. They never, you know, they just didn't own it. They they had the people to do it. And like you said, they were them and the Dallas Cowboys were the young up and coming teams. The Dallas went through. Lions kinda went up, down, up, down, up, down. And it just you just got like I said, you gotta be true to what you are and go with that. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean in all due respect, I mean that that trade you're talking about didn't exactly work out. He made the Pro Bowl his first year here in Detroit. Had some other had some problems that were out of his control and ended up being traded to the Raiders. I think being cut and then signed with the Raiders and had another big season with for the Raiders, but it, it didn't work in Detroit uh, to the extent that they thought it would and probably probably that it should have worked. But you know what? Now that I brought it up and I didn't mean to correlate the two, but that's kind of a correlation of what Brad Holmes didn't do. He didn't trade for an older player. He wanted right. to keep his pick. He's staying true to the way he wants to build the team instead of trying to put that last piece in right now because they're not ready for that. I, matter of fact, I'm I'm a brilliant man. I just that's a nice correlation of what happened yesterday. Who was the okay, Kenny? Who was the uh, who was the pass rusher the Detroit Lions had 10, 12 years ago and never got a sack here in Detroit? Played the guy at Syracuse. Came, the guy that came from Indy. From the Broncos, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they came from Indianapolis, the, the Colts, the Colts, yeah. Uh, Freeney, Dwight Freeney, 
Dwight Freeney. Look great. Great guy. Great interview. He was at his locker every day, you know, <laughs> you know answering questions. And, just, and just a good guy. He really was. He was. Had really a very close to a Hall of Fame career. Never got a sack. Never get, wait a minute. Not only did he never get a sack, Mike, he never had a not, stat. Remember, he never had a tackle or a – he had no stat. Go look it up in the reference. When he did Detroit, he, it was zeros all across the board. He played, but he never got a stat the whole time he was here. Great no, guy, he didn't, though. Right, great guy. He didn't play much either. But, no. Yeah, but, uh, well, he came he in like a Thanksgiving or something. Remember, he came in like two days before Thanksgiving game. We only had him like the end of the season. Right, the end of the season, yeah. five or six games, yeah. five or six games, something yeah. like that. But, yeah, it happens. Yeah, Look, if you, you're trying to stabilize, you know, if you're a head coach and a personnel director trying to stabilize something, getting a guy who can just, you know, get you, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 good plays, and it turned out you couldn't give him any. No. All right, well, we got to wrap up here before it'll be um, – I'll tell you what, I was going to do a look ahead to the second half, but – um. I'm thinking maybe since it's a bye week, let's do it next Monday, Mike. Let's do that next Monday. We'll do a re- uh, a, a review of the games for the second half and what to look out for. All right, instead of doing it today. That sounds good because exactly it'll 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 jive with what I with what I'm writing. Yeah, and the then you can Monday write for DetroitLions.com. Right, for DetroitLions.com. I've already written it. And people, okay, well they can read that and then we'll talk about that. But one thing I do want to say before the uh, off week starts is that. Health is going to be the main factor as we go forward. And it's the perfect time for a bye. Because I'm telling you right now, you name me another time you go into a game with three, your middle three offensive linemen are new. And really, you know, you only had that week to prepare. And you still had a good offensive line performance. I mean, that was remarkable to me. Nobody's talking about that. Well, and you know what? Let's give a lot of credit to Hank Fraley, the offensive line coach. He is absolutely a genius. He he, he attacks that, that job like he did to get the National Football League to begin with as an undrafted free agent. But that was, Kenny, that was a remarkable job, not not only by him, but by the players, the staff, the whole thing. That was that was terrific. And another thing, too, Michael what? Parsons may be a great player. Jamar Chase may be a great player. But, damn it, Penny Sewell is worth every bit of that draft yep. that year because I'm telling you right now, Max Crosby made a lot of noise, made a player too, but he did not touch that quarterback. And that's the kind of player that takes great players out of games. And I'm telling you right now, those guys you just don't find anywhere. I can get a receiver. I can get a, a damn good receiver. I can get a receiver maybe not as good as Jamar Chase. I can get a good receiver. But I'm telling you right now, and I say it, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. If Cincinnati would have took – they sued, they'd be better off today than with Jamar Chase. Well, they've been doing pretty good. I'll, I'll, you're on your own on that one. All right. I'll, be, hey, I'll stand on there by myself. A left tackle to me. Will. Look at San Francisco. Trent Williams been out the last couple of weeks, and how many games have they won? That 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 position, is to me, after quarterback, that is the next biggest position that you got to have. Well, just ask, just ask Jared Goff what he thinks of, of Penny Sewell. He was talking about that, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, about the agility of that big man. It's something he has never seen before. It's, it's, that level it's fantastic. Of it. And like I said, he was, yeah. what's he, 21 now, 22? I don't even think he's 22, is he? He's, I think he's 20, isn't he? He was 20 when he came in the league. What's his third yeah. year? So he's no. 22, 23 now. Still a baby. A baby in the league, and uh, just think he's got fifteen good contracts ahead of him. That's what I thought. That's right. Hey, get your money. That's another thing too. When you're doing these draft picks and want to trade for these big money players, 
You got people on your team that got to get paid. St. Brown's got to get a contract. Sewell's going to be up for a contract. And then after that, Hutchins is going to be up for a contract. You got to keep your good players. And that, it, hey, don't think Brad Holmes doesn't have a board in his room about when he has to pay guys and what and around what he's going to have to pay them. And all these are in the decision making. We as fans can sit out here and say, go get this guy, this guy, and this guy. But there are reasons why they do things they do. That's why I'm not going to get upset about it. Every time Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown makes a catch, you know what you hear? Bing, 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 bing. Cash right. register. There you go. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. There you go. Oh, <laughs> well one, deserved, too. One last thing. Round. You know, I can't get out here without getting my golf dig in. Uh, throw the ball away. Don't be trying to or wing it to the sideline. and, and oh, Just throw the ball away. And if you can't get it to the sideline, roll it like you've been doing the last couple of weeks. And they don't just try to – I don't know what that was, but we, you know we what I can't have return for touchdowns, Mr. Golf. Well, did you? Well, every time he has one, they win the game. Did you? Did you, Did you see him? He chased him all the way into the end zone, though. Yeah, I saw. Never him. seen a quarterback do that. I'd be chasing him too. If I... I just, you know, why? I just think he didn't want to be able to see his face. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ran. I think he ran eighty-five yards. Yeah, he did. I saw him, and he I, took I a didn't dive. Know he that, but you know what? I didn't know he had that kind of speed. I don't want to be picky with him, but if you're gonna run there. Force him inside. Don't let him go outside. He had a choice. He could have forced him inside. Then you might have some guys coming behind you to help. But once you got him to that sideline, he's gone. Ken Brown is now teaching quarterbacks. Teaching how quarterbacks how to run. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mike, that's it for me. I said my piece. I, I was really uh, very uh, fiery today, but, you know, usually I'm calm. And um, all the people out there that say they can't hear Michael here doing the podcast, we're working on the sound. He had beautiful sound today. So beautiful, beautiful sound. We're gonna work with you. Know it. What I found out what you know what helps what, what makes it work better. What's that? I put it closer to my mouth. Hey, that's good work. I just I just figured that out. And before the year is over, we're gonna start doing it face to face again in the studio because uh, that's what we need to do. So we're gonna work on that too. We used to do it before COVID face to face, where I could stare him down and and make him back off his opinions. But I can't do it right now. So that's why he's a little mouthy with me. But we'll, I'll take care of that. I promise. Mouthy? A little you say mouthy or a little, mouthy? A little mouthy with me. But I'll take care of that, right, Mike? Oh, I'm happy any time. I'm, I'm willing to be taken care of. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Michael Hare, com. Ken Brown, WGR Radio. Alex Anzalone is on every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Check him out. And you know what? We picked a guy this year. I didn't know I was picking a superstar, but evidently I did, and that's what I do. Well, the game I got he, the look, magic he, touch. The game he had uh, that Monday night, that was great football by Alex. It really was. Right. I mean, he, he's checked all the boxes. Now you, nothing left. You know what he told us this week that is a, that's crucial that uh, nobody's talking about yet. You know his wife's having a baby, right? Yeah. She's 36 weeks. And I said, 36 weeks? That might be close to a game. He said, yeah, the New Orleans game. I said, I hope she don't have it and you can't come to the game. So we were laughing about that's it. Wh- but that's where he came from. I know. Too, that's what he said. He said, that's the game I want to play in. I said, well, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. So uh, daddy-to-be is out there. So I'm happy for him. And uh He's yeah, playing, good, he's playing good ball. He's playing good ball. Yep, good player, good guy. Yep. All right. All right, Mike, that's it for the KNM Podcast. We'll see you next week as we go over the second half of the season and out to SoCal to face the Chargers. Sounds good to me, man.